All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. Um, not really going to do a whole lot with an intro this week just to keep things rolling, uh, but do do want to take this time because we didn't take time last week. Just a real kind of a quick shout out. Definitely want to acknowledge it, but uh, Veterans Day came and passed uh, kind of in the middle of our uh, in-between recordings and everything. So just a, a thank you to those of you. I do believe that we have some listeners that are veterans, and uh, even if they aren't listening, uh, thank you. If you're a family member or know anyone, uh, appreciation to our veterans and what they have done and uh, in serving our country. So the Blue Brothers Sportscast wants to take time to definitely acknowledge that and the sacrifices that uh, people have made. Yep, amen to that. They certainly have. Um, obviously, Memorial Day is a little bit different. It's uh, for those soldiers and those um, uh, the ones that fought, fought for our country and died for our country, so that's what that's about. But Veterans Day is a great day because it's about the, those that are continuing right now in really hostile places and fighting for the freedom we have to do much of the things that's going on in the news right now. It's pretty amazing that what they do. And, and that's why America's great. We have the freedom to do whatever we, a lot of things we want. And um, we're so grateful to them. And we wouldn't be here even doing this probably sports cast if it wasn't for them. So shout out. We thank you. Um, and yeah. My Blue Brothers just thanks everything you do for us. Yeah, and uh, by by what I meant was sacrifices. I mean, I know, and not saying you were insinuating this, but I do know oh. the difference between the two. But just like my mind went to the sacrifice of because uh, I I know a few people that are in the military and just you know them being yeah. away from their families all the you time and sacrifice that. Yeah, sacrifice yeah. being even with your kids, even youngsters and young ones and. And you're talking about sacrificing years, and that's that'd be hard to do. I don't know if I could do that. So it takes a really special people to do that. Yes, it does for sure. So another thank you from mm-hmm. us to you, and uh, we greatly appreciate that. So uh, one more thing here before we transition into the actual episode and everything I always mention at the end, but remembering to do at the beginning this time, if you are, uh, if you are not a member of the blue network everything michigan football on facebook we encourage you to do so that's where you will find the uh most up-to-date information on anything going on with the blue network that includes the blue brother sportscast and the blueprint uh and anything else that we have up and coming uh if you do the caption competition with us that's probably where we keep the most up-to-date information with the winners for that so just want to put the plug in there at the beginning of the uh, recording for that. So uh, with that being said, uh, we will go ahead and just dive right into things here after this short break. Okay. All right. So we're here. Dude, do we have to do this? Oh yeah, we got we got to do it, man. I really don't want to do this. I don't. You know what? I really don't want to do. <laughs> well, hey, guess I'm what? Just, I, I'm we gonna make show to do. But I'm you know make what it, the thing is, I'm not sure we have enough time in the show to get it all in. <laughs> that's why I tried to do the shortest intro as I possibly could. <laughs> if if it wasn't uh, for Veterans Day, I really probably would have just been like, "All right, we're diving right into it." But I definitely yeah. want to put that in there. So. I'm actually going to uh, to throw you a curveball, Craig, because I'm going to let you go ahead and open and get things started. So I don't even know where to start, man. I just there's just so much to there's just so much stuff here that I can't even begin to say, and I don't even know where to begin. I don't, and so I, let's just I, let's put this kind of aside, and I'm sure we're going to bring it up later on. Is look. Freaking Big Ten refs, I don't know what's up with you, but you freaking hate Michigan. It's pretty obvious. There's There were so many bad calls in this game. Obviously, I'm not going to blame it, the outcome of this game and what we did on it, but it's pretty obvious on some of them were pretty crucial in this game, what happened. 
uh, the total BS call with the whole targeting. I don't even know what that. I want to know what the rule is because I don't even know what it is anymore. Because Bush Beatty got is yeah Beatty right. He's the one that got ejected for targeting with the helmet to helmet, but it looked like the side of their helmets collided, and that's not targeting. And he got kicked out, but that didn't, that didn't affect the outcome of the game. But he still got kicked out. And then just down the line, the Glasgow getting, I think he got held all game <laughs> and no calls. And then the very fact is that dreadful face mask call that literally put them in field goal range. And it's just, it, it seemed ongoing throughout the whole game. So let's, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start there first because I want to get that out of the way. <laughs> All right. Well, um, one thing that I'll add quickly with that, um, just for confirmation with that, because I had to look up to remember, um, but it was Devin Bush. Okay, Devin Bush. I'm sorry. I thought it was Bush. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Same name. Well, similar name. (laughs) I know. These guys have similar names. It keeps driving me nuts. So I got to. Well, you have Hill and Hill and Bush (laughs) and Bush Betty. Yeah. So. Yeah. well, I almost don't want to get started because I feel like once I get started, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> right. So right. Um, I, I guess let me start start off with this. I I still, uh, am, and with all the different things that people are putting out there, it's hard to tell what their real reactions are. I mean, of course, everybody's upset and frustrated after the one-point loss, 14-13 to Iowa, but... I mean, without question, and I know Craig, you're you're in on this too. It's just like we 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 haven't lost faith with the team. No, it's not like at any point we're gonna say we're done with this team. And I mean, for crying out loud, these have been the two best years that we've had for Michigan football in a very very long time. So for somebody to turn back now would be ridiculously yeah. stupid. But it, it's not aligned with that. It's not. Uh, uh, something on saying, you know, Harbaugh doesn't know what he's doing and different things with that. But there are some coaches, coaching things that we do want to mention. But I, I just want to put that in front. Yeah. Disclaimer, this is, I mean, you know, sometimes there's the ugly truth. There's the real talk, mm-hmm. a, as we say. So I, I'm having a hard time knowing exactly where to start too, but I guess – um, I guess I'll just dive right into it. So I, I'm talked with some people during the game, and I mentioned this during the game before the game Saturday. Iowa was ranked 62 nationally for their overall defense. Yep, that defense was behind Michigan State, Penn State, UCF, and then of course like Wisconsin and Colorado teams that we've already played, teams yep. that we've already performed well against. And our average yards for those five games is 428 yards average for those five games. Yeah. With this game, we (laughs) barely broke 200 yards. (laughs) Yep. 201 total offensive yards for Michigan against Iowa with the 62nd ranked defense heading into this weekend. Boy, they did not come out, didn't they? Or did they not come out to play uh, Iowa? Oh they, yeah, they did, and, they, and we well, should expect that. Can, yeah, you got to respect that. They came out to play. They literally, their defense looked like the number one defense in the country. I mean, it really did. Their tackling was superb. I mean, I'm talking a plus 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 all the way around. Their tackling was unbelievable. Every time we would even remotely get any yardage, they'd tackle. It was there. It was flawless, and that's why we couldn't even. We couldn't even move the ball. I mean, it was it was apparent. And, I mean, you almost got to say, you know, let's take a facet of the game. Let's take defense or offense and then start there and see what we can do. Now, yeah, I've got a lot of different things to say. And so I'm probably yeah. going to be bouncing back and forth between defense Go ahead. I'll and bounce offense. With you. <laughs> okay, yeah, try to keep yeah. up. Yeah, I'll keep up, man. Okay, so with that. When you're, uh, well, I don't understand, and this is where coaching is going to come into question, but it's more probably the offensive play calling, which, you know, offensive coordinator and things like that. But uh, Harbaugh does have the final say. But when your back is up against the wall, when you are struggling, when, when you're in this kind of a situation, why is it so conservative? 
Yeah. Why are you not throwing almost everything you have at it and, you know, doing more trickery or finding that those yeah. plays that work or more reliable plays? Yeah. And yep. I think you know where I'm going with that direction <laughs> yep. on a third and one and deciding to create a one of the worst plays play calls I've seen in a lot a long, long time. That third and one play. I yeah. talked about it so much that even I, I even I, I don't even do it on my video game because <laughs> it never works. And I'm going, you're doing a third and one. You're doing a sweep or a pitch out to a running back, which already takes what a what, couple seconds to get, just to, to develop, right? Oh, yeah. Pike oh, yeah. get in your hand, pitch it, get it. It lobs over to your running back, and he's on the short side of the field. Yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? On a third and one, <laughs> I, I, seriously, I literally was going, what the heck was that? Yeah, the only way that that would have made yeah the only way that would have made sense is it's so ridiculously uncommon for that to yeah. be attempted that it would completely catch them off guard. But or I thought it was a pass play. I thought you know a little pitch play, and then he's going to catch it and look like he's going to run, and then pass it over the lineman, and that didn't happen. Or I was even saying, well, look, even if you're going to run that, do a throw or you know. a a quick throw to that side to get it to him quicker, but you pitched it, you know, and I'm going, I, I still don't understand it. I will never understand it. And it, it just really right now, it's just, it's pissing me off. Yeah. Well, that scares me too with the fumble uh, that that's increased for fumble. You know, I mean, if you yeah. at least pass it, you can do an incomplete pass. You're right. If you do the pitch, you yeah. know, that can get, that can go wrong very easily. So, yeah, okay, so that happened. But it, there were a lot of bad things that happened in this game, and people were commenting on it, you know, when everything goes bad and you're still that close in the game. But I have, I'm, I take issue with that. Yeah. I take issue when you are supposedly the third best, and I know rankings change week to week and everything, and for somebody to stay in the top four is difficult. But when you're supposedly – close to or the third best team in the country and that's that doesn't cut it when no. you're playing a team uh no. like Iowa. I mean I know uh Knick Stadium is no easy place to play, but bad bad calls, bad penalties, bad interceptions, bad fumbles, bad conservative play, bad officials, bad, 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 whatever. Everything is bad. Yep. It, it is what it is, but that game still should not have come down to yep. if we had done one thing differently, we would have won. That game should not You're have right. come down to right. That. Like, for instance, I would have said, it's, you know, it's nuts. You're like, hey, you got, you got Stribling, who was terrible all game, can't tackle again, like I told you, and Wadley schooled him all game. And then finally Stribling comes up with the play. Great read, covers his man, and comes up with the interception to win the game. And then I'm like, the game's over. You know, I thought the game's over. And then I look, I said, oh, they still have three timeouts. And I went, okay. And a minute 54. And, you're right. Minute, yeah, yeah, I got that down. Minute 54. Yeah, 54 to go. You need one first down. It's over. It's over. And I went, they're expecting you. And this is where... We've been talking about this kind of crap all years. We said, when we get to that point, are you going to go conservative or are you just going to put the nail in the coffin and then this damn game? And what do they do? Run, run, and then Spate throws a bomb. Are you bloody kidding me? You've not hit one bomb all game. You have not caught one bomb all game, and he throws over a 20-yard pass down the field when you were actually throwing to butt and that was actually working a little bit when you're throwing him and finding him yeah. and you do that. I just went, this play calling was a disaster from the beginning. You should have did pass, pass, pass to the first down. No runs, 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 go pass all the way because that's, they don't, they're expecting us to run and we did it. And I, I, I was just shocked. I'm shocked, still going. And you give it to Smith, you don't even get Evans in there, who is clearly the best running back, and you throw Devion Smith, who's just 
yeah, yeah, that anemic all game. He just ran into tackling. He went back to old Devion Smith. Well, he he still did his thing with not quitting, and there right. were a couple times where I saw that he was more patient. But that was another thing where I was just going after it more better than we were, and they were yeah uh, stifling our offensive line. But to go back about that uh, Spate pass at the end there, uh, really quickly, Spate was injured. And people were talking about it, and that's another flag that kind of goes up with coaching and everything. And it's just like he he was off his uh, so towards off. the end of the game. He was off. I mean, he, he had his good moments and everything, but it was I don't know exactly when he got injured. I didn't notice when it happened. I mean, I I saw when they were actually focusing on it and talking about it and his shoulder or whatever. But if it comes down to inhibiting him of doing what he needs to, then that has to be something that the coaches have to take into consideration. I mean, if he can't yeah. do it, then, then run it um, and do something, you know, a little bit creative with it rather than run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle or yeah. put in the other quarterback. Yep. I mean, cause you're, it's almost like you're putting him in there and, letting him fail. I mean, that that's one of those really tough situations if it was that yeah. bad. And, but still, yeah. it's just like if they had the confidence in him, then they should have made it. Also, that's another thing. Why, if you're putting an injured quarterback in there, are you throwing a deeper ball? If he's having a hard time and he's supposedly hurt, you don't want to make his situation even worse. Right. Yeah. He, he get his the time first was off. Yeah, you're right. Timing was off on his long th- throws. And, of course, the receivers didn't help at all. You know, they're dropping passes left and right. The interception. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you took you take, you know, take the Chesson interception was Chesson's a senior and that guy's a freshman, by the way, the corner that just stripped it right out of his hands. It was a bobbled hand, you know, bobbled it right into his hand. But um, that was just it, it, Chesson had a hard time even catching balls there. Just it seemed like every ball he was trying to catch was bobbling around and just he just had an off night. Darbo missed. None of, and then just never threw to him again. But was the only one that seemed to be moving the ball somewhat. Which why I was saying just start throwing to your tight ends. Then start using them. But yeah, Spade was just so. The timing wasn't even getting better. Like you said, it just seemed to get worse and worse as the time the 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 game went. And I just think there might be a time where you just say, you know what, I'm going to throw a, a corn in there. Just so we have some kind of mobility in that quarterback. Even Spate would try to run, and, and that's fine, but he was only getting like five yards. At least yeah. O'Corn can get you, he's got better wheels, he's got a little bit more going. But it, my well, question is why didn't they go with your hot back? We have so many running backs. You, you, you give Ty Isaac one carry, he gets a touchdown. You never use him again. Chris Evans gets eight attempts. He goes fifty-two yards. He was actually moving the pile pretty good. He and you go and, and Devion gets the most carries. I just never understood that. I, I don't know either. That was a huge question mark for me too. Is just yeah. like you have this these diverse running backs who can do so many different things, and they never did. Uh, I mean, maybe they did. I'm maybe I'm missing it, but any uh, jet sweeps or anything yeah. <laughs> and it's yes. and it, it's worked for us. I mean when when you're having so many issues, you got to try some more stuff, you yeah. know. And yeah, maybe it doesn't work one time, but maybe you try it again. Uh, I, but you just don't be a dead horse with doing the same thing with the same person. That's one of the best things with our running back core is just like you have different options. Throw different things at them. Try and see what can happen. Yep. When something's not working, you have to try something else. That's another thing, too, where I go back and I want to try to finish this thought here, but Mm -hmm. chances are we'll probably touch on it again. But with Spate, love the guy. He's done great this year. But, you know, sometimes players just have an off time. And you have to ask yourself if you what you are doing with your quarterback is going to be helping your team or hurting your team. And honestly, leaving him in there, I, I think, hurt the team. Yeah, I agree. Because we were talking about his throwing was off. He he was hurt, and he was just – I'm not sure if something (laughs) mentally – but it was just not a good night for him. And it was obvious. It wasn't that 
oh, at the end of the game, something happening. The entire game, he was having a difficult time. And especially there, I th- maybe it was the third and fourth quarter, but especially in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, he was struggling. Yep. You have backup quarterbacks for a reason. And supposedly it was a tight race with him and O'Corn. And so you have a backup for a reason. If yep. he is not hurt and maybe he can be more accurate and dependable just for a few throws, do something that that really kind of questions me. I mean, it's it's one. It wasn't this bad, but it makes me think of when um, when we played Notre Dame and we got shut out, and it was Denard. Just keep Denard in there. Go Denard. Go Denard. Turnover. Turnover. Sure. Turnover. Turnover. Denard. 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 And I know it wasn't that that bad of a case but it's just like there is a certain point where you have to look at the idea of is what we're doing going uh helping us or hurting us yeah he was he was so off on his passes even the long bomb just throws were just so off over their heads just had no touch on his passes whatsoever and yeah you're right you got to this is where you kind of say this, you know, you, first thing you do is you get people to say, you know, bench bait right out of the first, out of the you know gate or halftime, you know, and I'm like, no, not yet. But then third and fourth quarter, you're like, he's, there's something wrong with him today. He's just off. There's something going on with him and it's not getting any better. In fact, it was getting worse to where, like you said, you need to go to a corn because the very fact he's got wheels. Let's see what he can do. That's where I go. Nick Saban would do that. He's done that before. I've seen him go, look, you're going in. He's had two quarterbacks going in and out all the time trying to find the person that's going to get him the win. The point is to get the win. Yeah, That's the point. That's the whole goal to get the win, not to go, hey, you know what? I'm going to. I'm gonna if I bench bait and then I throw a corn in there, he's gonna feel bad. Well, you know what? It's, it's, or it's gonna hurt him all year. It's not. You know, it's it's to get the win. You had an off night. We'll get back on the horse and we'll get and we'll go back and we'll pl- get you playing against Indiana and we'll be back and doing well. Never did that. In fact, the adjustments in this game were just got awful. I mean, no adjustments at all in this game. The, the play calls in the offense were like you said. Uh, jet sweep it was like sweep sweep run up the middle run up the middle try to throw long bombs that's that's all they did all the game run run sweep throw bombs i don't know why spade kept throwing try kept throwing bombs did you he's just no. he was totally trying to score home runs this is like devin's and the, and they have a good so, secondary we yeah, talked about that yeah. they, they have one of the better secondaries yeah. in the conference yeah this is this is literally we went back in time back to hoke times where we went this is a hoke seemed to be a team it looked like and i'm shocked that jim harbaugh did this is we were looking at hoke was like devin gardner was a kind of guy that was like like chucking the ball down the field to try to you know or running the ball or doing something who wanted home runs to score. And I'm like, why don't we just slow the game down, like you were saying, do very uh, short passes, keep it simple, keep the five-yard, the ten-yard passes, get your rhythm going, and then score. They never did that. He kept bombing these throws on third down. He'd bomb them on first downs, and I'm going, I don't understand what he's doing. And I, I, I've kind of had a loss, man. I really am. Yeah, and he's never uh, he's gotten better at the long ball, but he's never been that great at it. So yeah. why they kept doing it, I don't know. Maybe it was his. I mean, obviously, because you have several choices when you're um, this doing a play, and so maybe it was just his choice on thinking I'm going to try to hit a home run here. Well, obviously, yeah. you know, Jake Butt had the most yards at 39, Chesson at 30, and then Darbo, your number one guy, five yards. Yeah. And then yeah. Grant Perry had one for 10. Then I'm like, and then you never see Grant Perry again. Perry is the guy that gets you out of things. Perry is the guy who helps you on those little moments where the pocket breaks down and you need somebody to get to right away. Those are the, that's what slots are for. And he never did that. He just, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of at a loss, you know. Well, then. Then even to go and keep the conversation with the quarterback talk, I mean, like like I said, Spade's been great. You know, people have off nights. It it happens. It happens college level. It happens at the pro level. Sometimes things just don't work out. Mm-hmm. And so you need, to, you need to work around it. You need to coach around it. You need to find that other solution. And I honestly thought the other solution would have been 
uh, besides going to a corn is maybe just getting peppers more involved. Yeah. And it was a lot of the same stuff stuff yeah. of just like peppers has the ball. Peppers is going to run the ball. <laughs> just like, dude, you guys are in a hole. You guys are stuck in a rut. You need to do something different. Yeah. Either keep using him more, use him as a diversion or, yeah. um, which they, they did. There were some different things in there like once or twice or have him pass a ball. Everyone's yeah. expecting that when you're you're, this, you're thinking exactly what I am. We're really, you're totally reading my mind. I'm going. You got peppers and a wildcat, right? Well, yeah. isn't the whole point of a wildcat is to go? Okay, you're actually using a wildcat as a triple option, like Air Force does. So what do you do? Is you have the option to throw it, you have the option to run it yourself, or pitch it to your running back who's following you out to like say the you know you're sweeping out to the corner and you're and you have the option to pitch it to him or run it and it's so deceiving it's really hard to figure out what what they're going to do and he never throws it so that only eliminates one thing out of there and he doesn't have a running back that's actually following him so he doesn't pitch it to him either so i'm going well then he's just going to run it every time it's so it, it look it's cute. It worked before in games. It didn't in this game. They knew that he would try to run it. Yeah, and I honestly thought that had – I honestly do believe that they're saving some stuff for Ohio State. But when you are in a rut like this, when you are on the road at Iowa where it can be difficult to win and you, at, at for however long it was, were yeah. losing and then you have a close contest as it is, you need to do something. Yeah. Screw the playbook for later. Do something now. Yeah. And I know that this doesn't throw them out of the picture of uh, Big Ten title or even the playoffs, but still, it's just like it's important to be able to get through situations like this. And not being able to get through situations like this versus a team like Iowa raises some huge questions for later on. Yeah. So, and- yeah. So, where where the use of peppers was, I don't know. That really was bizarre. But then um, – like I said earlier, they people were commenting, oh, well, we played our worst game and they just played their best game. Okay, all right. Well, you know, we just talked about that versus MSU too, and right. that was another close game. Yeah. So and you know what the, these two games have in common? They're both road games. The right. other road game that we've had wasn't even really a game because it was against one of the worst college football teams in Rutgers, so I don't even really consider counting that one. But we look terrible on the road. Yeah. Or Michigan looks terrible on the road. And so. I'm, I'm hearing from you like there might be a little bit of crow we need to eat. <laughs> well, I, we talked about it before the season started. Yeah, and we did. Even right before uh, thing, the first game got kicked off, we mentioned, oh, we think they can go undefeated. But this was a game that we highlighted. Yeah, of of being a concern and everything, and yeah, sure it was a trap game and everything, but they knew coming into it, mm-hmm. they were focused one game at a time and everything. But it's just if uh, we, it's been said, if we play our best game, then we're tough to beat. Well, if we don't play our best, if they don't play their best, if Michigan does not play their best game, then anybody can beat them. I mean, like, even yeah. if it's, say, they don't play their A game, but they play their B-plus game, right? And it seems like anybody could beat them. Because this is really raising some huge flags. If Michigan did not have so many home games this year, I could seriously see them having a couple other losses, especially like... No, yeah, Michigan's. We have to. Eat, we have to eat some crow here. We do. And you raised a really good point there. You did. Um, the very fact is, look, we've gotten this season for us is, was very comfortable because we're at home. And then you're right. Our only couple road games were at Michigan State and Rutgers. Well, Rutgers is Rutgers, and we don't even really count that. But and they're terrible. They're the worst in the league. So. But then you go to we went to Michigan State and we didn't do that great of a game either on the road, so that tells you right there. And then we get our you know socks beat out of us at Iowa, and we just had we couldn't do anything right. And I'm like, there might be something to this. Where I don't know if fans are going to like this, but man, I'm telling you, I don't. I'm not sure we're good on the road at all. We were good at home. I think yeah. we're going to beat Iowa easily at home. I, I, I'm not sure this team, like you said, could win 
against teams like I don't think we could have won against uh, Wisconsin. I think we yeah. lost that game. Yeah. And there's a maybe one more that we would have lost, and maybe Colorado. Who knows? It's just oh, yeah. those are the kind of. This is where I'm like, this is where I actually I'm glad you brought this up, Caleb, because I was thinking about this like nonstop all day today, and I was thinking, what's going on? I went, you know what? The when Rudock played at Utah, it was such a hostile environment. It was one of the toughest places to play and win at. And right out of the gate, and you got a transfer quarterback in Rudolph, who's not really been in this offense for a while. He throws three to four interceptions, and we almost won by, but yet it gave him on the road experience. And he played better, and we did pretty good on the road, and he got better and better. This team played at home, 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 all these, you know, okay teams and pretty good teams, and we didn't have any. Games on the road in the beginning, that might have hurt us. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's definitely possible that it did. I mean, yeah, it's. This is it, really- we we can win any game. It, I I don't doubt that the team could win any game. Like, oh, yeah. really, honestly, that they yeah. could. But right now, the way that's looking, the road games right. just all look. 50-50, honestly, no matter no matter who we go against. I mean, again, I'm saying I don't really – I haven't really counted Rutgers because that's just – Rutgers has lost to anyone and everyone practically except for two teams. I mean, Michigan State made them look like an FCS team. So it's – Yeah. I mean, when you are ranked third in the country and you're boasting one, if not the best defense in the nation, you need to perform – to that level. Great teams play good at home and on the road. Michigan has not shown that. And this was coming into this game, a five and four Iowa team. They lost. We got burned by Iowa Saturday night and we got burned again by North Dakota state in the fact that they trolled us afterwards talking about how they were able to go into Iowa in their pink locker rooms and walk out with the W. (laughs) Yeah. And anyone who replied to that, I'm sorry. I'm going to say is dumb. For yep. replying because there's nothing we can say to that. No. Nothing no. the fans can say to that because it just I, it was a loss. What, yep. what else can be said? I yep. mean, I know oh bad calls, bad ref, blah blah. It, it shouldn't even be. It shouldn't even matter. Oh, when you're supposed yeah. to be that good of a team, you should be able to play and be, be a five and four. Team. Yeah, exactly. You should be able to walk out of there to win. And you know, the, it, and it wasn't just Spade. It was the receivers. It was you know. The running backs were okay. Evans did a pretty good job, but I mean, the oh, the offensive line was just god awful, man. They were like, for instance, I, I always say this: there's always one play, one bad, bad play, or something that happens in the game that I just say that might come back to bite us. That safety is one of the plays where I went that might hurt us, and in fact, it did hurt us. By the way. Oh yeah, that one hurt us because it actually would have tied the game, right? Or if wait, yeah, but um, that play right there, if you look at it, it handed to Devion Smith, who's he's not when he gets rolling, he's so hard to take down. But you got you're in the end zone and you're running with him. I don't understand why you didn't give it to Evans much quicker. At least he gets you to the the you know the line right away. You know, he's not big, but he might at least get to it. They take him, they put Davis, and then Kalis whiffs on a block, and some guy rolls right in and stomps on uh, Davis and stops him. Kalis was got off on this game. He couldn't stop anybody. He was whiffing on blocks all game, and it was just, <laughs> it was really tough to watch. They got, you know, canned a couple times during it. And I was just like, and I, I think I just kept tweeting out, there's Kalos again, missing on a block, missing. And I would have benched him. I was just said, Hey, look, man, you're just not having a good game. Spate, you're not having a good game. Let's just roll some new people in here. See if we get a spark back and see what happens. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's just so many facets of this offense that I can't even, it's just hard to break it all down because there are so many things. Yeah, well, that was a very pivotal point that safety yeah. and everything because yeah, uh, we didn't. That was uh, they had ten points. Michigan had ten points after that. Didn't score. That happened in the second quarter. Didn't score again until the fourth, and it was a, was a field goal. So 
Michigan seems to play a lot off of emotion and big plays. I mean, like we saw with the Ohio State game last year and we've seen in some other instances, they can sway back and forth really easily. And so those yep. big plays are very worrisome. Before we kind of get uh, past uh, talking things about being on the road and everything, one thing that I definitely want to mention before we go, uh, move on to some other stuff, is a nu- one number, eight. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know if you know what eight is in reference to, but eight mm-hmm. for the two real road games, like I said, screw Rutgers. I'm not even including Rutgers. For the two true road games for Michigan, eight, that is the number of second-half points that the supposed, at the time, third-ranked team in the country was able to score for their two True, True road games. Yeah. yeah. Eight second half points. Eight. <laughs> and honestly, it should probably have just been six. Yep. Michigan and, oh, State people, and Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. And people talking about, oh, you know, when you're playing your rival and a nine point win is a decent win. No, don't even. We talk about this all the time with Michigan yep. games. We talked about it with the Wisconsin game. Oh, honestly, that game should have been what we said uh, 20 to zero, probably, because yep. there were a couple plays that if they had gone differently. It would have been a twenty to zero That's game instead of fourteen to seven. So That's let's look at that Michigan State game real quick. It was uh, thirty-two to twenty-three. Honestly, if Michigan State wasn't dumb and have their heads in, who knows whatever, they would have kicked a field goal instead of going for it four times in the first half and screwing up every single time. If they had done that, mm-hmm. that would have taken three more points off. You would be looking at maybe a three-point game. At the end of the game, maybe three points. Heck, maybe if that had changed, maybe time would have been completely different. Yeah. It would have been an overtime game. Yeah. You know, so if we want if we, that game goes both ways, everybody, when yeah. you're saying, oh, well, it should have been a 20 0 game with that Wisconsin game. Okay, let's play that game with Michigan State. Like I said, could have easily been three points or even worse for Michigan. We're talking about road games. We're talking about one of the best teams in the country and, and eight second half points. Eight <laughs> second half points. That's, that, that's crazy right about there. this whole thing. Yeah, it does. It's crazy, you know. And you know, and I heard the same thing. Is you know, did I did Iowa play their best game, and then Michigan had their worst game? And I'm going to say, I'm going to disagree with that totally. Iowa came in this game, and I'll say this: one of the obvious, I think, why they won was big reasons. They tackled great, and they pushed our offensive line around. In fact, we couldn't even run the ball. So, the, kudos to that. But I'm sorry. If Iowa thinks that they came in and played the best game, no, they played one type of game, and we could not do one thing with it, and that's what makes it this game so inconceivable and why we lost this game is they came into this game one-dimensional. Yes. They, all they did was run this ball. Wadley, that guy looked like a Heisman runner. He, I never seen a guy not only get through there, but at least made three guys miss just based on jukes, moves, and spins. And that guy was a stud. He had 115 yards running the ball, 23 carries, unreal. And he had five receiving yards for 52 yards and a touchdown. That, it tells me right there, whoever had Wadley, Wadley didn't even try. And the rest, if you look at it, they just ran the ball. They didn't even th- the receiving was your your running back was your number one receiver. Your next one is at ten yards, ten yards, and Beathard had sixty six yards passing and one TD and one interception. Sixty six yards. What's oh, yeah. that's that's just absolutely dreadful. That, I can't even understand that. That just says how bad our defense was. I I can't even. Imagine how you get even how we even lost. I there was no, they won the game with a quarterback who had a QBR of six point seven. Right. They won the game with a quarterback who had a QBR of six point seven. Fans, listen to that. <laughs> yeah, and, and exactly QBR. like you said, Craig, one dimensional, one dimensional. One, we knew what they were going to do. do. They didn't even throw us a lot of curveballs. They didn't even try no. doing trick plays. They didn't try nope. doing a ton of. There was some misdirection and everything, but it was just running down our throat. And the running back was never was hardly ever touched at the first level. No. Never. Second, yeah, first touch on him was n- not until the second level. I don't even know how many times. They just dominated the line. They took it to us, and there was no answer. There was no rebuttal from our from the Michigan side no. on what to do with it. And it was 
it was insane. It was disgusting on how they just tore it up on us. Man, uh, I had some of the yards. Um, we held them. Uh, our defense did hold them to their fewest yards for a total game, 230 yards for their total game. But, it, I mean, when it's one-dimensional, how can you let a team beat you like that when it's an Iowa team? Yeah. They okay. Here's uh, all right. Uh, do, 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 do. The only team worse than us for rushing yards when facing Iowa was Purdue. Wow. And that was at Purdue. Yeah. Worst game for any team go- playing at Iowa was Iowa State, and they were even able to put up 126. We weren't even able to put up 100. Iowa State put up yeah. 126. Penn State. We beat Penn State. Penn State, who's on a hot streak right now, it seems like, put up 359 rushing yards on Iowa. 359 rushing yards on Iowa. 359. No other team has posted as few passing yards as we we did. We didn't even break 100. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, for rushing. Um, yeah, oh, man. Why, why am I well, you know, the, you know, this might tell you something is on fourth down conversions on this game. I was was two for three. We had we were zero for zero. We, obviously, we didn't try, but they were two for three. Yeah. One was that's a touchdown. Tell you. One was a touchdown. They yeah, got a touchdown on fourth down. You. For fourth down, we couldn't stop them on fourth down. That You let them waltz two, two out of three times they got in. They converted. That's just overall terrible yeah we got uh 103 passing yards uh then we that was the fewest passing yards yeah um that iowa has allowed yeah the fewest our team the next closest team was north dakota state who was able to put up 124 but they were at least able to put up 239 rushing yards right they weren't the, the rushing yards, two, three, nine rushing yards by North Dakota State at Iowa. Our entire team barely broke 200 yards total. Yeah. And so then also, uh, oh man, it's in the other page. Uh, so yeah, we were talking about uh, Wadley put up 115 rushing yards by himself, mm-hmm. more than our more than our entire team. Okay, <laughs> their second leading rusher, Daniels, 54 rushing yards. That's still more than our leading rusher. <laughs> our leading rusher was Chris Evans with 52 yards. You double that, you don't even get Wadley's total yards. Well, if you take those two running backs and you combine them, it's almost the total of our total yardage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's a really interesting one. When we say first downs, Michigan had 14 first downs, uh, Iowa at 18, which is about okay. But then you go to the rushing. Which ones were rushing? First downs, we had five first downs on rushing. So they had 13. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, because they were one-dimensional. We knew yeah. what they were doing. We knew what they were doing. They were going to do it, and you still couldn't stop them. We I, got burned, what, twice by, I think, passing plays, and one of them blew up in our face because we yeah. had an open field tackle? Yeah, exactly. And then... This is what is just ridiculous. And then the defense comes up with the biggest play of the game and Stribling finally does something, and we still couldn't get a first down. It's just I, – I don't – it was so hard to just grasp what was going on. I'm just – it was one of – I don't think I've seen such a worst played game in all my life in a long, long time. It yeah, was well, really bad. <laughs> yeah, well, our our keystone or our – highlight defense that like I was saying is supposedly one of the best in the country and everything. And yeah, you look at it only allowing a team to score 14 points. That's, you know, that's pretty good. But when you have those key moments, when you have a one dimensional team, yeah, when you know they're going to run, I mean, you got to be able to finish that. You got to be able to do that. I mean, what's if we ever face a team like Alabama, what are we going to do? They have a little bit bigger running backs than Wadley. Yeah. So yeah. how are you going to stop a train rolling like that? And uh, uh, talking about the defense, though, boasts about them coming into this game and everything, and we had great sack numbers and huge tackle for loss numbers coming into this game. We uh, Michigan had a total of three sacks. Iowa had two. And then uh, Michigan had six tackles for loss, and Iowa had eight tackles for loss. Yep. So, I, defense didn't look like 
anything special against Iowa. Yeah. Well, you know what? The A-plus goes to, and it's the most un, unheard of one of all that we never thought. i got to give it to Allen, man. <laughs> Kick the 51-yard field goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, Allen, he did a heck of a oh, job. the dude couldn't make any field goals in the beginning of the year. We're all like, what the heck, man, is going on? We had no kicker. Allen steps up, does his job. All the rest fall apart. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, he, he's been getting better while some of the other things with the, the team have been getting worse. It's crazy to think about. But two things I want to make sure to that we talk about before I forget and before time runs out. But um, the we were talking about the frustrating things with the officials. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but the insane – Dumb thing with the back-to-back penalties with running into the kicker. Oh, yeah. I don't really want to say that I blame ourselves for that one so much. I mean, yeah, it's like it just happened. It shouldn't happen again. The second time, the thing that really bothered me, and I'm not going to go back to say that this uh, – did it lead to – no, I think it it just went to a missed field goal. I don't know. Whatever it was. Um, I don't even know if they got points after that. But it's just that – that um, punter, didn't they already have the – I think they had the bots one before that, and they tried running it. Right, yeah. Um, so this this punter, who's already run it, is running out of essentially the pocket area, whatever whatever you want to call it when a punter is doing it. He's, he's run out of it, rugby kick. Yeah. So you're telling me that you can't touch him? How, when can you touch him? How far does he have to go? When That's he the same, puts it under his shoulder? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the same thing with uh, with a quarterback. Yeah, there is a specific time when you can touch him because he is no longer a quarterback. He's yeah, there's got to the be a way. There's got to be a football move, you know, that looks like they're going to run it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that was so freaking ridiculously long that yeah. he went out there and. So you're telling me that if a kicker holds the ball out there in front of him, in front of his feet, like he's going to drop and kick it, <laughs> he can just run as far as he wants to. <laughs> Skip down the field with one foot. <laughs> no. yeah, or, or here's a better idea. Here's a better idea. When you, when you get a long pass, if you're out there in the open, you're about to get tackled, just drop the ball and kick it because if they run in and they hit you for a tackle, it's going to be roughing the kicker just because you were in the act of kicking it. No matter where you are on the field, you all of a sudden become a kicker and you can't be touched. Right. Like, I know that's stupid, but seriously, that's how asinine the stupid thing looked like on with the – Back-to-back uh, running into the kicker. But like I said, what that didn't make the difference in the game. But something else that could have made a difference possibly, that this totally comes down to what the heck is going on with special teams between last year and this year, the bad debacle with the MSU game where they came through and just totally destroyed us yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah. This one, and I'm sure that you've seen this, not once but twice, last play, yep. field goal, not once but twice. Yep. Not well, that was know. interesting because that one, I, uh, obviously, about the kicker is, you know, was a little bit odd because I know the the pile was kind of moving towards the pretty quickly towards the punter, so none of those guys even saw him, which you know was called and a little bit of dramatic play on the punter is, but the one where he went in there and hit his leg, and I don't know who it was, but uh, that was just. It almost get to a point where I'm like, yeah, they you're going to have to work on those, you know, things like that when you're going to punt and, and figure out a better way to get in there to block a punt. Because if you even remotely even come near a punter, you're going to get a call because they will over drama all this. They'll flop and do whatever they can to get a call. So. Yeah, well, what I was getting at was the field goal at the end of the game. Yeah, And yep. the issue that came up twice, that is a coaching problem. Yeah. That is a huge problem. That is a stupid problem. And like I said, a special, like we've apparently had these huge special teams issues two years in a row now where yep. we're not doing what we should be doing, where we're not blocking everyone yeah. on when they're trying to they block better special teams than we did, by the way. Yeah, well, yep. we, we had 10 players. Yep. 10 players twice. For that last field goal. Now that that may not make a difference, but that makes you look stupid. Yeah, it, it was overall, in a nutshell, just everything was bad. The refs were bad, so it, you know, behind the eight ball on that sucker, and then 
offense was just couldn't do nothing right. And then, um, and then I thought, you know, it's going to get better. And it's just, it just actually got worse and never thought it would get worse. And the defense was just atrocious and, and yeah, just everything was bad in this game. Top to bottom. I don't even know. There's no one to blame. It's just bad. And play calling was terrible. I'm not even, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm a coach and I know what I'm talking about. But, man, there's just some fundamental things you just don't do. I would like to know where Drevno well, was thinking that some of those things. I don't well, know. Well, here's, here's my thing is it's just like I feel like in some of these closer games, like especially the Michigan State game and the, last year and this year, and the Iowa game this year, and I feel like there's another game coming to mind as well. But it's just like we're not playing to win; we're playing no. to keep it close. No, you're right. Remember, you know, we talked. It's like about don't this. don't yeah. let this game get blown out. Don't let something crazy happen. Mm-hmm. Let's play conservative and keep it close. But we're not going to play to win. Yeah, well, you know, and obviously we talked to a lot of our fans and some closer fans that we know, and we brought this up as saying, "What is this with Michigan? They just like, you know, we don't." it's like the fourth quarter fourth quarters are in Michigan lore is we usually stomped on people's necks and beat them badly. It seems like the fourth quarter right now, we're just kind of like, like, eh, you know, I don't count Rutgers and all that crap. I'm talking about Michigan state, those games, you know, we we're winning. And then all of a sudden we just look anemic. We're not even trying. Um, we don't even know how to win. We play it safe. We're conservative, you know, that third and, you know, all you needed was a first down, and you just totally just didn't even play to get the first down. You went for, you know, just runs, little bit of runs, and I'm like, you're doing it again. You're, they have all three of their timeouts. Not, don't you know, man? We need to put this away. And to me, I, this playing safe stuff has got to stop. We won't yeah. win in these games. Yeah, it's when you're if if we can't do this and win games like Iowa, then I mean. You, Makes you worried for Ohio State. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 And then it makes you worried about what team you're going to play in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like there are a whole heck of a lot better teams than Iowa out there. We're going to play you a lot better with a lot better athletes. So, what does this say about that? But some other stuff about second half points, I got this down here. Some of these aren't too surprising. Some of them are more. So, Iowa, we scored three points in uh, Michigan, scored three points in the second half. Mm. Maryland, 24 points in the second half. Uh, Michigan State, five points in the second half. Illinois, 10. Rutgers, 35. Wisconsin, seven. So uh, these are two home games here. Illinois only scored 10 points in the second half. I know a lot of that time was kind of garbage time and everything, but still 10 points. Wisconsin, only seven points. A tougher opponent, better defense. Penn State, 21 points. Colorado, 21 points. UCF, 17 points. Hawaii, 28 points. So, I mean, but those... Again, a different uh, thing affecting those stats, honestly, and you would think it wow. wouldn't affect a team that much, home games. Yep. yep. That is making a difference for Michigan. We're, and so really we're opposite than we used to be a long time ago at Michigan. We were always a team that started off a little bit slow, and then we usually built up that momentum. We tire teams out, and then we just put our foot on their neck, and we destroy them third and fourth quarter. We have actually reversed that to where we're destroying, you know, we beat teams in the first and second parts of the game. And then all of a sudden, we, third quarter and fourth quarter, we don't, we stop. We don't even know how to finish games. Especially yeah, on well, the road. Like, even when you're talking about on the road, I went, man, we don't even know how to win very well in the, in the second half. Yeah, well, uh, to to finish things out here, kind of, when we before we go into closing thoughts and all that, no question with Harbaugh or anything like that. Maybe some questions with offensive play call, offensive coordinating, yeah. you know, with how conservative and all that. No hate for the team or any of that sort. I mean, this this is just like I yeah. I like to say real talk. But this is this is some of the things. If if fans don't like hearing about it, it's what the players are going to be hearing about. This is, I mean, you know. If you ever played sports, you're going to hear about watching, being in the film room, watching things again. It's going to, the truth is going to be laid out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what we're doing here. These are issues. We've talked about some of these issues over and over again, and it's they're rearing their ugly head, but this was 
bad. Yeah. Like all around. So, yeah. but to uh, look to at keep... this team at a whole and just say, look, this still isn't Jim Harbaugh's in a way team. I mean, he's one of the best coaches we know. We know he can coach up players one very well, but the, this just showed that he doesn't, he's still kind of using hoax players. He doesn't, his linemen, his linebackers aren't his. They're not even Don Brown's. We need to wait till he gets his a little bit quicker guys. The guys that are coming in are going to be amazing. He's loaded up on linebackers, man. And we're going to have to wait a while for them to develop. But, man, he's still using – these guys are okay. They're not bad. They're good, but they're not great. They're not Alabama great, not a, not, not in the least. Even some on the offensive line, they're not that great. They're okay, but they're not great. There's a few, obviously, exceptions, you know, and Glasgow and a few of them. But there's a few that just, you know, a couple of players were just were missing and we don't – they're not they're okay. They're not great. So – yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, to keep things moving along, though, we do uh, want to cover some of the other things with uh, score breakdowns, talking about the rest of the conference. I know we had a lot to talk about, and we tried cramming as much as we could. Uh, so I'm sure that we'll be talking about in preview games coming up as well. But uh, Penn State, uh, 10 Penn State beat Indiana 45-31. Uh, Rutgers at Michigan State, uh, 49-0. Rutgers put up a big fat donut. Uh, Northwestern uh, kind of coming into its own, but, well, it is against Purdue. Northwestern at Purdue, 45-17. to Wildcats with the win. Uh, number five, OSU uh, demolishing Maryland uh, on the road, uh, 62-3. Illinois not putting up a fight on the road against number seven, Wisconsin. Final score, 48-3. to Badgers take that one. And uh, 19, Nebraska hosting Minnesota. Nebraska taking that close win, 24-17. And, of course, we know how Michigan, number three, fell on the road at Iowa by one point. 14 to 13. So mm -hmm. those are the uh, Big Ten scores for the weekend. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot. Usually uh, the best win, worst loss with all that. Um, Craig, pick one. I don't care. <laughs> best win? Yeah. Oh, well, then I guess I'll pick Iowa. Yeah. I mean, I'll pick one that we lost to. That was a big win for them. And yeah. It, you know, I don't I hate to say it, but it's true. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and yeah, I I do agree that that does look like the best win. Uh, impressive to see. Uh, oh, Ohio State kind of bounce back after their maybe you know, Michigan State. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, they're – oh, yeah, maybe, I guess. <laughs> Most impressive win, first right. Big Ten win. But I would definitely chalk that one up to the worst loss, Rutgers, because they are winless in the conference, only two games left for them to try to scrape together a win, and I honestly don't really know if it's going to happen. So yeah. best win, worst loss right there. Uh, we will go ahead and uh, transition here then into some final thoughts. Okay, so, yeah, final thoughts. Well, final Sucks. thoughts is not all not all's bad, you know, in a way, you know, we can actually take away from this game. It couldn't have come at a, be a, a better time, though. Uh, we had a lot of teams in the top four or top five uh, that lost, so <laughs> that helped quite a bit. So, oh, yeah. I mean, Clemson goes down, Washington goes down, and all those teams losing, Auburn loses. Um, that all helped uh, Michigan uh, for some apparent reason, and that really helped us a lot. So, yeah, yeah, so we're no. still in it. Actually, we have a, we control our own destiny. We do. We we're the only team that controls our own destiny. By the way, uh, none of the other ones do except us. We have to win out, but. We still have a chance. So. 
Oh, yeah. And this team is capable, yep. but it just does have to play its A game all throughout the game, every game. So we'll yep. see how that uh, goes as uh, the yeah. season continues so anyways, on. Yeah, and what, you know, I'll bring up real quick. Um, we don't know how Spate's going to do. Obviously, he got injured. We don't know. Hearing rumblings about his collarbone being broke, but I don't think I'm not sure if it is or not. But uh, we'll see. But we might be without him. If that's the case, we'll be going to a corn, and he'll have the game. And I heard Stribling was hurt too, so we'll have uh, those players out. If that's the case, yeah, we'll see. As uh, Indiana's coming to Ann Arbor for the next game, so uh, any. Thoughts from the fans, uh, you can let us know. Uh, like we said, the Facebook group of the Blue Network, Everything Michigan Football, a lot of talk and conversation going on there. Great group to be a part of. But if you do want to share your thoughts directly with us, the best way is uh, voicemail if you want to include it on the show. Our voicemail is 551-258-3276. Easiest way to remember, 551-BLUE-BRO. So um, a little bit long on time. There was definitely more that could have been said, but, uh, you know, uh, we Michigan walked out of uh, Connick Stadium with the loss, but a lot to look forward to. Like you said, Craig, uh, it, they hold their own destiny, so we will have to watch how that goes. Mm-hmm. We thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, as always, we hope you did uh, have a good week and that uh, – this kicks your week off well with uh, sharing it with the Blue Brothers Sportscast, but we will finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.